The Youthscape Podcast. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another one of these slightly special, unusual, not at normal times podcasts from Martin and I at Youthscape Podcast. Martin, from all the way down south in Rygate, how are you doing? I'm good. I like, I think, 90% of the world right now. Um, I'm on Zoom with you. And uh, it was interesting. I just walked down my street and there were three or four people in their windows uh, talking to computer screens, probably on Zoom, which if you, um, if you, if you were going to buy shares in one company a month ago, if you could get a time machine and go back, I imagine Zoom is, is the big winner from the current thing. Yes, Everybody's on Zoom. So, um, so yeah, I'm doing okay. Everybody but I'm, is on Zoom. I'm feeling a little bit stir crazy, if I'm honest, and it's only been uh, two hours. So I probably need to go for another I walk. I think soon. every you need to go for. I think you should have bought shares in Zoom, and you should have bought shares in Activewear because I have noticed <laughs> <laughs> around where I live in Preston, where the sun doesn't often shine, a lot of people are out in their Activewear. It's almost like they've said, right, we've been told we can't really go out for much stuff, but we can go and get exercise. So my goodness, I'm going to go out and get exercise. So I have said to the team here at Preston Minster that because I'm such an extrovert, I want to completely abide by the policy and the uh, advice from government but I also need people so I'm going to get a big sandwich board and I'm going to go and stand in big open spaces <laughs> with a sandwich board that says stand at a distance but do you want to talk <laughs> I need people I need actual people's presence in my life I can't do it all on zoom but um seeing as we're chatting about zoom I, I have a hunch Martin that over the past 48 hours a lot of youth workers and ministers like us will have had their first foray into getting their youth ministry online. Is that, is that your hunch? Well, it's not just my hunch, it's my experience. Um, so we, uh, we did something last night, as, as we record this, we're recording this on Thursday, uh, the 19th of March, and we are, I don't know what day into the coronavirus uh, crisis we are. I don't know when, when you start, but certainly this feels like things have got very real um, now, uh, particularly because of some of the announcements, um, which we'll come on to uh, later on in this podcast. Um, but yeah, last night was um, Wednesday night is when we normally meet as a youth group. And so this was the first time um, that we tried to do something virtually to um, uh, replace, take the place of um, our normal activities. And so what we actually, what we did um, was we did a YouTube live broadcast for an hour of our, as a sort of version of our normal youth group session. And so what we tried to do was incorporate the basic elements of what we do with our gathered group on, on a Wednesday night and, and turn it into a sort of one hour um, a presentation with some interactive elements. Um, and uh, if it, I'll be honest with you, it was weird. We had to sit a safe distance apart from each other to start with. Um, so we were probably, um, I don't know, I don't know if we were the regulation six feet apart, but it looked very odd if you were looking on. Um, we, were, we were separated. And, um, and we had a brilliant guy who came in um, from our, our church who's brilliant with video. I feel like um, some, there are certain individuals who are just coming 
absolutely to the fore right now um, because they have gifts in in these areas of, of video technology, etc. Um, and he was able to record and edit that on the go. So we actually put out a youth group session um, and we invited our young people to uh, to, to engage with it um, online in real time or watch it back afterwards. And, and actually lots of them did. Amazing. Amazing. And it was very funny watching it because you sent me a link and I, I was uh, bathing my kids and I was sat there having a little giggle watching you guys. And, and I, um, I was interested to see that you were sitting so far away because I have to say that last night what, what we did was something similar but we didn't abide by that and that's I think all the time we're learning aren't we how, how are we doing this because we had only three people so we thought okay we're, we're sticking to the you know not big groups but the sitting far apart is that do you think that's how it's going to have to look from now on that, we, we, that if we're going to put stuff online if we're going to be modelling to young people really healthy behaviour that we need to be doing that as well i hadn't even thought of that well we we did that because we we think probably young people have got a bit of catching up to do remember they've been in the bubble of school and so until just this last day or so um they've sort of been able to exist in another world to the one in which this crisis is unfolding and uh, and so i think we do need to start talking about but also modeling some of those uh, key principles to them. So yeah, it wasn't a coincidence that we sat a few feet apart. We were trying to communicate something visually to the young people. And actually we probably should have done a thing where we washed our hands because we've been telling them for, for weeks now, you know, mm. make sure you wash your hands, but I'm not sure how many of them have really taken it seriously because, mm. because school, because of the school thing, because school has still been going young people understandably mm. sort of, they're being told the world is changing, but their bit of it isn't. Mm. Um, so now, of yes. course, that's that's very different. But yeah, so we we um, we we did this thing for an hour. Um, my my hunch was they wouldn't have longer attention than that, and I think that was right. Um, and we tried to include uh, a few elements, um, a bit of interactivity. So we had those uh, they're in our, our youth group on a WhatsApp group. We're able to sort of message us on real time. YouTube Live gives you an opportunity to have real time messaging as well. So we had a bit of interactivity. We played a game using an amazing app. Uh, called Kahoot, where you can run real-time quizzes, um, and we normally would do those in uh, in a you know in a in a room with young people sitting there on their mobile phones answering the quiz questions. Um, but actually, we realised you could just there was no reason why you couldn't do that in real time through YouTube. So uh, so we incorporated a bit of um, a game as well that they were able to join in, and then we did some you know Christian spiritual content, believe it or not. You know, even the first mm. one we did a bit of devotional content for them. Um, my um, first hunch on that is they are hungrier for that than I've ever known immediately. <laughs> They're hungrier for that stuff than I've ever seen. Mm. So, um, so young people who previously had had no interest in getting a sort of daily thought or, uh, you know, a bit of input um, or who wouldn't be listening normally during the talk are really engaged at that point. So, um, so learning so much all the time. That's awesome. So uh, last night, um, our youth worker, Beth, um, I was at home with Jason and one of our young people. Um, we were sort of together around a phone and then Beth was somewhere else. And, and we were doing Alpha as a whole church. We have a, a youth Alpha as one of the group. Um, and it's just hilarious just watching the 
comments on the WhatsApp group and one young person saying, that was the coolest thing ever. I felt so on edge when the countdown began. And so actually, I think you're right. We, we saw last night that um, they were there waiting for the countdown. They were, they were all getting prepared. They were in their bedrooms already. And they were really excited for this thing starting. And, and it's interesting that that, that was their response. Um, what I often see physically is they don't look that excited about something about to start. They don't often turn up on time. So it was really interesting that they just were really geared up for this thing and they got themselves ready for it. One of the things that I've just learned from last night, and Beth and I were just reflecting today, and I'm not sure quite what we're going to do, but we're going to have some plans, is um, a few of our young people didn't jump on, didn't get involved. And, and we wonder if it's that those are young people who don't have much um, technology actually at home. Um, and they're, they're more young people from sort of more deprived, vulnerable families and families that, that wouldn't be supporting them to do this anyway. They're not Christian families particularly. So we're just sort of thinking, we don't want this two-tier system where some can really get involved and some are, are at home and it adds to their sense of isolation. So so um, I, I chatted with a, a mate of mine called Alex Woodfield, who is a youth worker at Hesketh Christian Centre this morning on the phone. I called him and said, what? what are you doing and and he his youth group are not going to do big gathered stuff online they're just going to do small much smaller groups so every day he connects with a small group but um he gives them little challenges and then he drives around to where they live and drops the chocolate bar on their front doorstep if they've won the prize so it's a really nice kind of combination of doing a little bit of stuff online but also physically being visible just waving to them through the window <laughs> just like yeah. that's quite a sweet idea actually just keeping that concept going as well and that's a way that he's making sure that even if they're not engaging much online he's still sort of seeing them and waving at them and giving them little presents and stuff which is yeah. which is awesome which is really really cool that's brilliant we, what, we what started talking we're learning well we started talking yesterday about how um uh you know there is there's sort of two separate um things to think about here there's two separate um ways of thinking about this one way of thinking about this is what does it look like for us to do youth work online um, because that's the primary way most of us are going to be able to see each other now um, for the next uh, mm-hmm. little while. Uh, but there's also a wider question is, which is what does it look like for us to do um, youth work during times of national crisis um, and yeah. when, when we can't meet in the normal way? And those aren't the same thing. And I think you're absolutely right. We have to be careful for those. They're going to fall through the cracks, especially if we're doing broadcast-based mm. stuff where we don't actually know who's watching, who's logged on, who's logged off. Um, it, 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 we nearly, really need to be uh, aware of those young people that aren't, aren't choosing or able to access um, this new kind of content that we're creating. So uh, all that is to say, yes. digital uh, youth work is not going to be the be-all and end-all of what it looks like to work with and serve young people in this current time it's a big part of it it's really important we should it's yes. really exciting yes. the kind of innovation that's going to be happening right now yes. but it's it's not the whole thing yes it's one strand in our strategy isn't it yeah it's one great strand but it's not the only thing um don't forget phone calls writing letters dropping we're creating little spiritual care packages um yeah. we're not going to call it that for the young people but putting together it's like really customized bags of gifts for young people that i'm going to be driving around next week and just leaving on doorsteps saying you know between half past four and half past five expect a parcel to arrive so that the young people know you know what to expect that's friends. what they call contactless delivery isn't it have you, have oh, you um, yes. 
that's what Deliveroo are calling contactless delivery. Um, I was going to say one oh, more thing, um, uh, Rachel, about just the experience of, of last night. Well, two, two things, actually. Two more things just to add. Yes, tell um, us, tell us. Uh, one thing, um, you know, really positive, as we think about the opportunities for innovation that this creates, um, I was immediately struck by the opportunity for mission that's created by doing something like what we were doing last night. Now, um, I've seen a few people already doing the whole, hey, watch my live stream thing. If we're not careful, um, our, our entire social media is going to be flooded with people saying, hey, why don't you watch my, watch my thing? I, I, I'm not particularly interested in that. I don't think like, um, we should be creating, con we should all be trying to create content for everyone. I think we should still be trying mm to create yes, activities focus on the young people yes for the young people yes. that we are that we, are in yes. our community that we serve but as part of that we should be thinking about how that might be shared and particularly i was thinking just how easy it would be for a young person to invite their friend to youth group when youth group is being live streamed on youtube so um you know it's mm. a, it's a whole different world when i say to my young people hey bring your friends and they think well, gosh, if I bring them, there's going to be awkward. You're going to talk to them and they, they might not like you. And then you're going to talk to them about <laughs> Jesus and it's going to be incredibly awkward. And you're going to try and, you're going to try and use youthy language, Martin, and you can't, you can't do that. And, um, but, but actually inviting them to come and sit and watch you, you, youth group from the comfort of their phones or their screens anonymously on a YouTube link, um, you know, even maybe not in real time, maybe later on, you know, that's, inc that's an incredibly low bar for coming and seeing, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what youth group is about. So, um, so for me, it feels like it could be that a whole bunch of new young people get to see safely what, what we do as a youth group, um, you know, without having to actually walk through the door. Mm -hmm. And it might be that when we open the doors again, they'll be interested in walking through them because what they've, they've seen already. So, so I think it's a really interesting frontier for mission. Yes. That is not the be all and end all. That's not the last word on the subject, but, um, but certainly yes. I think it's interesting. So good. And so good. And I, I think, I, I wonder, as we look back at this time, I wonder if actually Christian based sort of youth ministers, volunteers, youth workers are going to be some of the, 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 the majority of the people who are actually seeking to engage young people with positive content and community online. It might actually be that we as a Christian community are, are doing that in a way that maybe other um, areas of life aren't doing it. So there will be more young people who maybe are looking for something that's curated safely and yes. good. And maybe parents will be looking for that. The other thing that I was thinking last night, just, just flicking through the WhatsApp discussion, and of course we need to be careful with WhatsApp and you know, young people uh, shouldn't be <laughs> on WhatsApp under the age of 16, although we can have discussions about that being an EU law. Um, but but we need to be just very conscious and, and wary of, of that. Um, but I was suddenly thinking last night, um, the, the, the fact that we're all different ages is irrelevant. We're all having this shared experience of we're all in isolation or we're all having to do this. And all that mattered last night was that we're all laughing that Raham's prayer got cut off because the timer went off. And it, was, it, it just felt like a great social leveller, like... Um, it doesn't matter that I'm dressed differently to you and listen to different music and I'm much, much older or you're much younger. We're all having this same thing. We're all going through the same experience. And it, we, we always bang on at Youthscape and that youth ministry, the volunteers don't have to look like 19-year-old cool dudes. Like we, all of us can, can love young people and support them. And I think this will hopefully con add, you know, reinforce that 
if you're willing to safely share a space and, and invest in a young person and be, pay attention to them, you know, you're going through the same experience as them. You have so much that connects you now. And I think that, that's incredible. Yeah. Shall we talk about schools then? Because um, that, you know, last night, it was Thursday, so yesterday, quarter past five, a Prime Minister announces schools closing. That felt like another big, like, huge sea change. And just as I'm, I think, I'm gearing up for the possibility of youth ministry online, mm. now I'm thinking I'm a mum my kids are going to be home with me my little kids but the local schools now are needing help in a whole new way what you know suddenly there's a new tranche of thinking that I'm not I'm not geared up for um so should we talk about about that like what what's that gonna look like yeah and so just to just yeah the, the, you know, the fun thing about doing this uh, podcast, we might as well just fess up, is that um, there's like a couple of second delay, isn't there, from you and I. So we yes. don't know when the other one is about to dive in. Um, so people may have already picked that up. We're doing our best. Uh, but, mm. uh, but it turns out the internet between Preston and Rygate takes approximately two seconds to catch up. So we are. <laughs> but, um, but yes, I, so just to throw into that, um, last night, the first raft of kind of pastoral conversations I started to have um, was with young people who've been studying for exams. Um, And Mm. as we speak, there's little certainty about what's going to happen. So there's a, there were some messages, I think Gavin Williamson, the the education secretary said, there won't be any exams in May and June. Mm. But that, Mm. you know, that still felt very ambiguous. And for a lot of young people, particularly those that are uh, you know the organized ones who are absolutely already in the in the the depths of study mm-hmm. you know are thinking what does this mean when will they be you know if this thing rolls on will i ever take my exams you know all this stuff so um mm-hmm. so we have we have zero answers to that right now rage as ever um but yeah. um mm-hmm. but we just need to acknowledge that this is going to be a a big issue pastorally for us in the in the next few weeks young people who are facing like complete uncertainty about their educational future particularly the ones that were just about at the end of a year about to take GCSEs or A-levels yeah yes absolutely and so exercising those good listening just listening and and say I haven't got the answers but just air it all having I think to add to that if, if any of us are working in cities where there are universities um we're not student workers we're youth ministers but there are 18 19 20 years last night our local university sent a message to all the students saying that not only is the university um closed but the halls of residence are closed so unless you're an international student you've got to go home now for some young people that that is very traumatic disastrous difficult challenging and then if you can't go home and you're staying on a campus that is effectively shut down there are no communal spaces so I think for us as youth workers I let's just stretch our thinking a bit if we have a university campus near us can we find out who you know just contact the pastoral team, find out what, you know, who's around. Because I think actually what, what we're doing at the Minster is thinking, is there a, a, a group that we can very quickly feed these students into just so they have some support? The pastoral piece about schools, I caught up with Mike Rutt, who is the youth worker of Emmanuel um, Croydon today. And he, he's a very experienced schools worker. And the other pastoral comment that I'd not really thought about, Martin, was that, of course, the, the schools are going to remain open for young people from very vulnerable families at risk young people so there's we need to talk about that 
but also young people are going to be going to schools whose parents are, are being asked to keep the front line strong so who work in hospitals nhs primary care trust um policing so it's 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 young people whose parents are every day going to be putting themselves at risk in a way that other young people's parents aren't and i think there's a pastoral thing there because that actually is going to be i think potentially quite challenging he used the word traumatic you know for some of these teenagers and children every day going to school knowing their parents are doing the one thing that everyone else's parents are being shielded from and i and i just wonder you know what we need to let that rest on our hearts a little bit and just seek god and say what you know, what's our response response there because that that's going to be schools are going to be a place that's going to be holding a lot of these pastoral issues and how can we be supporting schools yes and i think there's um there's a lot of questions at the moment about still as we record this um at the sort of lunchtime on thursday the 19th um there's a lot that's uncertain at the moment and uh you know for, for, this is very uh sort of pertinent in my family because my wife is a uh, a teacher so she's uh, you know she's still uh, trying to navigate what this will mean for for her, for us as a family. Um, there's a whole question around what um, what qualifies as a key worker. So um, you know, if you are a delivery driver at the moment, that that qualifies you as a key worker, as well as the people in the NHS and so on. So schools could be very interesting places for young people. Mm. Um, as well as for um, teachers and for, for school staff. So you, from the school staff side, you've got a challenge of like, how do we keep the place running safely? Uh, especially as there's more and more staff self-isolate, the staff pool of staff and possible staff gets smaller and smaller. But also from the young people's perspective, you've got a whole bunch of challenges. So you might be going into school when a lot of your classmates are at home and from your perception, at least they're all having a jolly time playing PlayStation and you're having still to go into school because your mum's a nurse. Um, you know, um, but also you may be put in a class with other, you know, depending on how they are able to resource the school, you may be put in a, a, a class where it's difficult, a, a difficult context for you to learn for all sorts of reasons. Mm-hmm. So there's, again, you know, there's a whole bunch of issues around anxiety that young people might be facing at this time about what this means for them if they have to go into school or if they don't have to go into school sort of. So again, we have to try somehow to have a vision for every young person in our community and specifically for every young person already on our radar working out, you know, what the situation looks like for them. And I think for schools, whatever our local school is, we should be making the offer if we can um, to help in some practical way, whatever that might look like. Yes. And it, could, and I could be that actually we some of those conversations don't happen till next week because I think if I'm looking at the local schools in Preston they are just trying to respond to all the concerns about today and tomorrow and yes. then next week once the large group of children are no longer there then they can see what they're dealing with so Mike Rutt had some really interesting questions he said just think about how can I be a non-anxious presence in in this school so that hmm. could be on the parents whatsapp group that could be physically in the playground at drop off and pick up time in high schools that could be if you are already visiting schools just making sure that you are just 
not adding to the pressure and the anxiety and, and asking questions like how can I and my team or the church or how can we empower this school to stay open where are some of the gaps going to be and think quite specifically about what it is that you could offer you know, lead you could lead some ideas you know how can I help cover the lunch break how can I help cover um, after school club how can I help cover whatever whatever it might be and and to focus on the young people most at risk I was having an interesting chat with him about how schools might you know in primary schools maybe that's a more of a straightforward invite to families to say we, we still want your children to come in for secondary schools and for primary but the stigma attached to that if you know that you're being kept in school because your family are perceived as vulnerable there's a, there's a you know there's something around young people's identity that feels quite fragile with that doesn't it and I and I yeah. think just focusing on, on those young people, how can we get around them? So I think these are questions that, as you say, don't have easy answers. But again, mm. wonderful community. Please send our way. How are you seeing this happening? What are you doing? Now, many of you might be in my boat. I've got two little children who will be home with me from Monday onwards. <laughs> so I can't now say to my local high school, I'm yours nine till three. Mm. But I am sort of chatting with the team and thinking, what is it that I can offer? Um, and yeah, and how can I maybe not help hundreds but who are the two or three families on my doorstep who I could do something directly directly with them so so our youth ministry is going to continually look different um let's not beat ourselves up by the, the limitations you know you might be listening to this and actually in self-isolation thinking oh man I can do nothing because yeah. I, you know I'm, I'm at home for two weeks but that, that but that's a lie that you can do nothing prayer is powerful thinking asking questions reaching out to people is powerful you know you you're not out of the loop just because you're at home you know this is going to be around for a while we're going to have different roles that we play at different times um so i think these are good questions for us all to be asking whatever the limitations we're facing at the moment yeah that's right so um we will loop round on all of these conversations over and over again and um another one another big one that we just want to keep front and center is safeguarding and so yes. um, it, I guess we're going to get a little bit back to the digital conversation uh, towards the end of this podcast now um, as, uh, as we think about safeguarding because, of course, um, you know, there's a reason why a lot of us haven't done a lot of stuff online in the past. And one of, Well, there's lots of reasons, but one of those reasons is that this, of course, is the exact context you know, online communication between adults and young mm. people is the very context where some of the worst safeguarding issues mm. have happened. And so we have a understandably like a caution about going into this space. And so while it feels like an exciting new frontier on one level, we're also all very aware that this is often the place where the worst things happen. Um, and mm. so, um, so we've been doing some thinking about that. And actually my, um, my zoom call before this one, Rachel was with, uh, was with <laughs> Justin Humphreys, um, and some of the team at 31 eight. And so we are actually working right now on a simple kind of guide, um, which we're going to make available for free on, um, on the Youthscape website and on 318's website. Um, I imagine that will be live Friday afternoon. Um, please don't hold us to that. Mm -hmm. But the, it's basically, um, it won't be a policy that you can pick up and just use, but it'll be a guide to the opportunities, the risks, and some of the things to think through, the key things to think about, along with some really good advice from 318. They used to be CCPAS. They are the absolute, they are the people 
that you want exactly on, on exactly this. So I'm thrilled that we're working with them on it. Um, and so we're going to make that available as soon as possible for you. So um, please do look out for that. Um, but it is, it's, you know, uh, it's a really exciting frontier, but also if we're not careful, like this is, um, uh, this is also where really unsafe youth work could take place. And we don't want that to happen um, right now, mm. because this is a time when people are potentially more vulnerable than ever and more isolated than ever. And so, um, so let's just be safe. Mm. Fantastic. That is really, really good. And, and just again, to draw your attention to the Youthscape website as and when we're getting stuff written and think and thinking about things and coming up with stuff it's it's all going to be there and please please share your stories because you know we always say none of us are experts we're all adventurers but actually never before has that been has that been true and I think having friends like um Justin Humphreys and others sort of helping us make sure this is safe and this is good and this is strong is is so helpful because we're having to kind of adventure in new spaces that is going to change youth ministry forever even if one day we can get back to face-to-face youth ministry and also it's worth us probably saying that as the times go by we're going to be doing some podcasts that will involve guests again but we're going to be inviting guests on who have something really specific to help our thinking now because I think as as this progresses we want to kind of be bringing your way really interesting ways to to think about this and approach this and to consider you know in six months time or whenever when things go back to a new normal um you know actually what are we learning from this and 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 what are the disciplines from other sort of areas of thinking could, could we sort of get a hold of that will really help us shape a strategy and a vision not just for youth ministry now but you know in six months and six years time so we mm. want to be bringing that your way as well so although um i'm loving it being you and me martin i'm loving that but we are going to be drawing in some some other voices um as well so just to kind of reassure, reassure you this is not a sign of the things to come just me and martin waffling on so <laughs> just to reassure you absolutely brilliant so martin just out of interest what what is your day-to-day stuff looking like now are you are you pretty much at home and this is it and doing most things online are you getting out and about what does what does life look i am i am going to have to go out and about soon because otherwise i as i said at the start of this i i'm um i'm gonna go slightly crazy um but i i just got a message from my watch you know i mentioned that on a previous podcast oh yes My, my, my watch sends me messages and my watch is like pulling faces at me going this does not look good come on you normally are moving a bit more than this so it's interesting that technology... and is that James <laughs> yeah yes, and it's James yeah. in yeah. Manchester yeah well yeah. As, as you know I mean he's got constant... his shirt with the no sleeves yeah I'm in a constant <laughs> contest with James in Manchester uh, to see who can do more exercise yeah. at the moment he's he's winning um but um That's but yeah so well, can there's I, a bit of that can I inter- can I interrupt you and uh, tell you that, that so you're going more that way? I have to say this brings out some really interesting things in me. So I am I am having this meeting with you where we cannot see each other, and I'm having many meetings today with people that I cannot see. Um, but I am probably more dressed up than I normally am, and I think it's just this morning I was like, right, I've got my battle gear on, COVID carnage, I'm coming for you. So what the- so I've dressed up as if I'm in the most formal of meetings. I just, I just needed not to be in my kind of sweatpants stuff today. So I, I kind of think that there might be, you know, some of us who we're going into hiding because we have to, but actually we're going to be rocking out our best outfits because we just need that, that boost. So I, I might start an Insta page about, um, 
about just kind of like, well, actually, I'm not on Instagram, am I? But I might have to start a Twitter page about like, you know, show us your, your, your wartime, your wartime wear. Like, even if you're not going outside, get, get your best outfits on. I mean, in, in comparison, <laughs> in comparison, I've done this entire podcast in my underpants and a string vest. Boring underpants. That's. I mean, it would be fun if they were exciting, but they won't be. They'll just be M and S blue pants. Don't don't judge the kind of pants that I would wear. <laughs> I am um, just to be clear. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm fully clear. Um, the um, as we as we wrap up, Rachel. In a moment, I wondered whether because people seem to really like it last time. So I wondered whether you'd close in prayer for us in a minute. That would be really nice. Yeah, sure. Um, but just a couple of little news bits for you. So first of all. Um, there is a regularly updated uh, special section on the Youthscape website where we're trying to draw together helpful stuff, a little bit of news, um, things that other people are doing um, around the coronavirus, COVID-19 uh, crisis. Um, I know, Rachel, you, uh, you went to great lengths to explain why we called it this last time, but uh, it is youthscape.co.uk slash coronavirus. Um, and, uh, and so you can go there and that is updated uh, regularly. And that's where also you can find, uh, among other things, updates about this podcast and also the um, safeguarding materials that I mentioned a little while ago. Um, I'm just going to do a shout out because um, I know that they're, they're still out running and they even asked us to make these podcasts longer, if possible, so that they can go on longer runs. So Aaliyah Pike and also um, Rachel Welch, I know, listen to us whilst out running. And so this is just a special shout out to both of you. Um, uh, we, we can't see you. But we can never see you, actually. That's, that's a ridiculous thing to say. But, uh, but we do love you. And uh, we hope you're doing well. And, um, and yeah, we, um, we will be back with another one of these, I would imagine, um, on Monday. Um, but these will be regular um, over the coming weeks and months. And however long it takes, um, we're in this together. Rachel, would you, would you pray over us as we finish? Yes, yes. So, God of compassion, be close to all the young people who are ill, afraid, or in isolation. And in their loneliness, will you be their consolation? In their anxiety, will you be their hope? In their darkness, will you be their light? And we trust every young person who's on our heart to your loving care. And we thank you that you are so close to us. May we know your incredible presence that is loaded with promise and possibility both today and in the days and weeks and months to come in jesus name amen amen thank you so much rach that's it for another one of our special youthscape podcasts um do get in touch with us you can do that on twitter at youthscape or email us podcast at youthscape.co.uk let us know uh, how you're finding these if there's anything you'd really find helpful you'd like us to add and we'd love to hear from you otherwise we'll see you next week 